Wow, what do you know? It's time for the Pocket Knife Show. Hey, it's Mike on the mic again for a very special episode of the Pocket Knife Podcast. This is the first of two Father's Day episodes. The scripture tells us in Deuteronomy 5.16 to honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God has commanded you so that you may live long and that you, it may go well f- with you in the land your, the Lord your God has given you. And so it's important that we do honor our fathers and mothers, and what better day to do that than on Father's Day or on Mother's Day for mothers. And so I asked my siblings, I have three of them, what lessons they had learned from our dad that had stuck with them. And on two separate occasions, I recorded their responses. Today, I'm going to share with you what my sister Pam and my youngest brother Patrick said in response to that question, and in a couple of weeks... You'll hear my brother John and I speak about the way that our dad impacted us. So we're going to spread the honoring out a little bit. Just a little context, my dad recently had a mild stroke and we were reminded that this world is not our home and that we don't have forever on this planet to encourage our parents. So this is our way of saying thanks to our dad, our way of saying you were a great and are a great dad. So, without any further ado, here are Pam and Pat talking about the lessons that they learned from our dad, and I hope that you'll learn from those lessons and think of the things that your dad did and said that shaped you. When you're done listening, if your dad is still around, make sure you go and tell him thanks for what he's done. What my dad taught me. As the only daughter amongst three sons, dad often referred to me as his flower among the weeds. Even though it was a little cliche, he said it enough publicly that I began to feel that specialness he had for me, his favorite and also his only daughter. It was accompanied by a smile each time and always with pride and a sparkle in his eye. I learned that I was special to him and now I find myself often scanning to find ways that each person I interact with is unique, especially at work in a junior high and high school setting. Dad also had a love of learning. He was an information guy. Weather and maps and current events, history really intrigued him. He was an avid reader and never stopped learning about God and biblical times. I latched onto that Spartanus factor I saw in him and grew a love of books and recalling subjects that were important to me. On family vacations and even small trips around town, I became aware of landmarks and ways I could figure out where I was, which direction I was going, or how to retrace my steps. I knew if Dad could be so good with directions, watching for landmarks, and reading maps, then I could do that too. So I did become rather good at map reading and still have a world atlas I chose from grade school books, book giver ways almost 40 years ago. And I also enjoy the road and sights more now because I have Garmin to remind me where to turn while I engage more in the scenery. The biggest thing I learned from watching dad was how to pray. I'm sure I have my own unique style now, but my dad spent much time with God in study and prayer. It was a lifestyle to him. Often it was behind closed doors, I'm sure, as he prepared for sermons and sharing in the public eye. But every time I heard him pray out loud, pastors are professionals, you know. I knew he was talking to someone that he knew, heard him, and listened. So it became normal for me to visit with God out loud 
in secret and in the moment about anything because I watched and learned that God is real and is alive and breathing right beside me. Dad just allowed the rest of us to be in the same room with him when he prayed. We weren't in the way and he wasn't performing. It was just a part of who he was and continues to be and taught me without a doubt that that's exactly who God is and was. Last but not least, Dad has a great wit with one-liners and is able to think on his toes and share it with a smile or smirk, even though my own kids think I'm a bit more cheeseball than their grandpa. I watched him and learned that it's okay to make others smile, laugh, and to share a good sense of humor. Part of my love language is definitely laughter, and my own personal style of humor now is a good mix of dad and mom, the quintessential finder of joy in all situations. So what I learned is dad notices the special, loves to learn, prays always, and lives with laughter and humor. Those are the things dad taught me and the legacy he's made for me in my family and in generations to come. One of the greatest things that I uh, kind of picked up from from dad, I don't know if I, it's not really something he necessarily sought to to teach me, um, but something I, I kind of caught from him that I see in myself now, especially now that I'm in a, a leadership position at my my regular day job. And that is his his vulnerability. As I grew up uh, listening to to countless sermons, I would often observe him get get emotional when he's uh, you know making a certain point in his sermons or when he really, just feels moved by the spirit, something that was clearly important to him. He would not be afraid to, to become emotional and sometimes even overcome by emotion. And I have, I have found myself doing that oftentimes as well. Um, not only when, when I was a, a missionary and, and we, we would speak to people about the work that we were doing and what God was doing through us, uh, in in whatever place we were ministering, but also now I as I do my work and I lead my team. Often, when I'm in a, a team gathering and and something I want to share something meaningful with my team, I I sometimes catch myself getting emotional, and I don't worry about that because I saw my dad exemplify, live out that vulnerability. And it's okay to show emotion. It doesn't mean you're weak. It means, it means that, you know, whatever you're sharing is, is meaningful. It's, it's important. And, and it's okay to show that emotion, especially if it's the Holy Spirit that's, that's bringing that on. Um, and, and so I, I see that as, as a positive, as, and actually a, as a strength as I lead my own team at work now too. They see that I'm, I'm human, I'm real, I'm emotional, and that's, that's a good thing. It helps me connect well, well with them now too. Some of the other things that I wanted to mention, I, I do remember as, as my sister said as well, Seeing him uh, reading voraciously, just so often 
sitting on the couch, lying on the couch, reading all kinds of books. And I, I never was much of a reader myself until more recently. The last few years, I've definitely gotten more interested in reading. And I, I uh, read all kinds of books and just uh, enjoy learning uh, new things. And, and so that's become something that's, that's more a part of my life many years after he exemplified that to me uh, in my growing up years. Another thing that, that made an impact on me is that family is important. I, I can't tell you how many summers, you know, almost every summer I remember growing up that we would all pile into the, the, the blue station wagon with that rear-facing back seat and drive from the Midwest uh, all the way over to the Northwest, uh, Washington and Oregon, and visit visit family uh, both on both my dad and my mom's side. And so that that communicated to me that that it's important to stay in touch uh, with family, stay in communication with them, and uh, really make an effort to keep those relationships going and. And, and improving. And so that, that's, that's something that's important to me too, is, is not just my immediate family, but, but uh, the extended family getting together with, with parents and grandparents when, when they were alive and, and nephews and nieces. And we have such a great time and, and, uh, and that's just a, an important part of my life as well. And then one final thing, as I mentioned earlier, we, we did some, some missions work and, and that that it was not easy to to leave the comforts of of home the comforts of of our home culture here in the US to to uh, transplant our family especially with kids into another culture but it was something and you're going to see the whole emotional thing that i just mentioned earlier but uh, when it was something that that we knew that god wanted us to do it was an easy decision to make. It was easy to follow God, even when it meant leaving behind close and frequent contact with, with other extended family, uh, when it meant leaving behind conveniences and, and uh, schools and the language that we were familiar with. I, I just know, and, and in, in seeing my father going uh, working in various churches as the pastor and, and sometimes feeling God's call to, to move on and go to a different church. That might have been difficult, especially uh, for, for us kids leaving the school and that, that sort of thing. But if he felt like it was, it was something God was calling him to do, it was, uh, it was a decision that he would always make. And, and I, I feel like I carry that with me. And, and so those are some of the things that I value that I've learned from my father. You remember your assignment? Go tell your dad thanks for all the great things he did in your life. If he's no longer around, thank your father in heaven for giving you a good dad here on this earth. And thank your good, good father in heaven and live a life fully dependent upon him in the power of the Spirit. That's what life is all about for us as believers. I trust that you will enjoy Father's Day and be a blessing to your dad on his special day. Until next time, God bless you. Oh no, it's sad I know We've come to the end of the show See you next time.